Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome back to Your Career Podcast. If you ever feel stuck in your career or you need a little clarity in order to manage your career moving forward or you're looking for a new job, visit janejacksoncoach.com. I've plenty of free downloads for you and a lot of career management support that will help to set you well on your way. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. delighted to introduce to you Ronan Leonard, who's an inspiring entrepreneur who is on a mission to challenge, inspire and support entrepreneurs. He's actually created a global community of accountability. Now, I caught up with Ronan in this podcast episode to find out about his career journey. And what I discovered was absolutely fascinating. When he was just 23 years old, he helped to rescue passengers and fellow staff when the cruise ship he worked on sank off the wild coast of South Africa. Now, later in the podcast, I'll let him tell you the story. Uh, But for nine years, he continued to work on cruise ships, sailing the world as a casino manager. Now, fast forward many, many years. And today, Ronan is a mastermind facilitator, connecting entrepreneurs and small business owners together to create the perfect virtual mastermind group through his business, eCountability. And let's now welcome Ronan Leonard to the show. Hi, Ronan. Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, well, I've been looking forward to interviewing you because you, as the mastermind guy, you're doing such exciting things for business owners and social entrepreneurs as well. But how about just to kick us off, tell us a little bit about your early career aspirations and then we'll go through your career transitions. Well, I don't think I don't consider myself having a career as such. I distinctly remember at about 14, I had some careers advice, which turned out to be about the worst advice ever. <laughs> I called into a room as, as part of that. And they said, what does your dad do? I said, yeah, he works in the tax office. What does your mum do? Works in the tax office. And he pretty much said, OK, you're sorted. You're going to go and work in the tax office. And I actually did work in Department of Social Services, which was attached to the tax office. And I was there for about a year. And I looked around at all the people. And I thought, if I'm here in 10 years' time, just shoot me. Because they had zero ambition. You know, it's like when you work for, for certain government departments. There's no ambition. There's no, there's no accountability. There's no, let's improve this. It's just complaining about the status quo. And I just thought, this is not for me. So I quit my job, uh, went to work for a couple of other companies, moved to London, worked on cruise ships, and just sort of followed... Uh, I don't like doing this. Let's try and do something else until I figure out what I do. So I didn't really have a career. I just knew what I didn't want to do. 
So you sort of fell into a few things. So, so when, when you decided to quit the tax office, because it definitely wasn't the right culture, cultural fit for you, and you travelled to London, and then you started working on cruise ships. Tell me about that. That sounds quite exciting for most people. Well, it, it was originally my dream job, but then within six weeks, the ship sunk off the wild coast of South Africa, <laughs> and they don't call it the wild coast for nothing. <laughs> And at the time, I just worked in the gift shop, uh, one of the lowest paid people. And it was, it was an incredible experience on so many levels. I, I learned so much about myself. I learned about other people as well. Uh, effectively, when they loaded the first lifeboat with women and children, as the traditional thing is, on the other side, the other lifeboat was just filled with, filled with officers, senior officers and crew. And they left, not a single passenger on there. So they pretty much left us, which was me working in the gift shop, several of the entertainers, to help load people into lifeboats, put up into helicopters when they came, man the bridge. So it was this really bizarre, A, you know, you, life, life or death experience, but B, all these really strange, funny things happened. So I took that away as, as, a, as a key life lesson. And, and like I said, for me, it was, it was a lot of fun. There were a lot of funny stories I had over that. But it didn't put me off. I, I then continued to work for another nine years on cruise ships, traveling the world and getting paid to do that. So it was a it was a fabulous learning experience, but also a great career. Mm, quite a, fr- a frightening experience as well. But, um, but when you think about working on cruise ships, a lot of people think, oh, what, a, what an ideal life to have, because you were a casino manager. That's correct, yes. And to be honest, casinos is fairly insidious. You, you're effectively losing your money. And, and, but because it was on cruise ships, people were on holiday, so it wasn't wasn't money they didn't have. So I saw the nicer side of gambling, if you want to call it that, which is the only reason I stayed. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a opponent of gambling. It's fine in the right circumstances. But yes, yeah, a great way to see the world. I, I pretty much saw just about everything and, and got paid to travel. So it, it was, it truly was, you know, a, a dream job. It was, I had a, such a wonderful time. Mm. And I know that after about nine years, you started up your own business, which sounds really interesting. And I'll let you talk about that. But what was it that made you transition into uh, self-employment or entrepreneurship? Well, when I quit ships, uh, I met my lovely Australian wife and and settled here in Australia. And I went back into work in the corporate world for a short time. And I, I just couldn't adapt to it. Having spent all that time sort of traveling, seeing the world, I just could not adapt to it. So you do what you're, you're good at and what you know. And, and I, I knew casinos. So I, I started a, an events company that took all the excitement of the casinos, but without any of the gambling. And I didn't really have any business plan. I had no idea what I was doing. And I sunk my life savings into it. Unfortunately, it, it worked out, partly because <laughs> a couple of people sort of helped me and showed me what to do. And I grew that from one event a year to 300 and did that for just over a decade. Uh, so a lot of fun, a uh, lot of hard lessons in, in business. Uh, and, and it's just one of those things that you don't know until you try it. So it's one of the, you try something and if it failed, it failed. But lucky enough for me, uh, with a lot of work and, and, and perseverance, but also sort of getting some help, it, it worked out okay. 
Mm. Actually, you make it sound easier than I'm sure it, it was at the time because you built it into the largest gaming events company in Australia, which is phenomenal. And, you know, you don't do that without a lot of hard work and determination. And as you say, being able to tap into other people's expertise to be able to assist you along the way uh, must have really helped a lot because that now takes us into your business now. So tell us a little bit about you as the mastermind guy now, Ronan. Well, I came into this a little bit late, late in life and you talk about career and what people should be looking for is patterns uh, in their life. And, and one of my patterns is helping people that the ship's sinking. The best part about the casino events company was people at the end of the night going, thank you so much. That was the best party we've ever been to. And that sort of rush of endorphin that you've, you've provided something of, of value and you've helped people. And, and I was in my very first mastermind about four years ago. And for me, it was a light bulb moment because my previous events business, I'd been very, very isolated. I didn't have a mentor or even a coach. So there was no one really to bounce around ideas off and, and get some support and that emotion. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's business acumen. And the very first mastermind I was in, this light bulb moment went off. So, well, this, this is amazing that there are people that want to collaborate, want to share, want to help each other, want to see each other succeed and grow and support you. And when you find a tribe like that, it's the difference between day and night of, of struggling thinking, um, I, I don't really know what I'm doing or I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel a little bit lost or trapped versus knowing that, to be honest, everybody has those same fears, doubts and struggles. And we don't always see those because we see the highlight reel on social media. We see that everybody's winning because the media only portrays the, the, the winners. Like this guy, you know, he turned into a $10 million business overnight, yada, yada, yada. But when you talk to real business owners, they all have that same fears, frustrations, doubts, and, and roadblocks all the way up, all the way through, whether they're just starting out or whether they've been in business for a decade, they still want to grow and improve. So to me, that was, you know, the huge moment to, okay, I'm not alone. There are people out there like me and connecting with them has just been an awesome experience. Mm. And so how did you actually set everything up? And, and what was it like right at the beginning when you set up your mastermind business? Well, I went through about 18 months of, of pain and frustration because I hired some developers and that didn't work out. They told me they, were, they knew what they're doing. And, and when you don't code, you have to take their word for it. And then you get the product and it doesn't work. And then you go through a second one and a third one. So it took me 18 months just to get it sort of launched the, this year. So even though I've been in business for well over a decade, you're still making mistakes. You're still trying things. You're still trying to learn. And you still, you get knocked down, you get back up again. And, and you just continue to sort of strive towards there. Especially if you've got a sort of higher purpose or you know you why, you know what you want to achieve. That really sort of helps. And ultimately, uh, I've now built this platform where I connect people from all over the world into mastermind groups that help them with, as I said, all those problems and, and goal setting advice and accountability and just help them get to where they want to be. Mm. You know what, when, when you start out, and as you say, when you're at the mercy of people who know how to do something when you can't, for example, with coding and building, building um, a website, you know, to actually launch an entire program is so hard and very, very costly as well. So I'm glad that you've got that all up and running now and it's going smoothly. And so now when you, when you start to attract uh, entrepreneurs uh, into your mastermind group, uh, where, do you, where do you find those to work with? 
Well, they come from all over because it's a global platform. It, as long as they speak English, it doesn't doesn't really matter. And and ultimately, we have fundamental similar things and uh, needs and wants and, and desires. And as I said, most of us want to improve and want to grow our business. And it's a question of do you do that in a sort of authentic way or or, or inauthentic? There's obviously entrepreneurship is a huge booming almost industry now. And there are people that prey on that, you know, this seven easy, quick, you know, three tips. You know what it's like. You've been in business long enough to know that it's not easy. And and there are, because it was easy, everyone will be doing it, everyone will be winning at it, and, and, and they're not. So it's, it's attracting the right kind of people that um, genuinely want to help each other. That's one of the key things you look for in, in, a, in a mastermind is that it's not a quick fix and it's not a what's in it for me. It's the people that genuinely like to see other people improve and want to help them. And it comes back around. So you come, you go into these groups with the giving mentality, not the, not the taking, uh, knowing that it will come to you. And Jane, you would know this even through your podcasts and, and, and your experience in business is that you, you have to come in with the, the right attitude to attract the right type of people. Mm, I 100% agree with you there. You know, there's that saying, which is an old African proverb saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, and really for longevity, go together. So if you can build your tribe of people with you, who can help to lift you and support you, whenever there are the challenging times, it, it makes such a difference. And I know certainly for me running my own business, you know, it's ups and downs, it's peaks and troughs, but having that support of like-minded individuals makes such a difference. And it's great that you're providing that support as well. So now in, in your mastermind groups, uh, group, how many people have you got uh, in this now? Well, we have a maximum of, of eight people, any one group, mm-hmm. uh, because a mastermind needs that diversity, needs that different opinions. People have got different experiences. So effectively, I, I like it as almost crowdsourcing everybody's intellectual property and experience and knowledge in just one group. Mm. And if it's too small, it doesn't work either. If you've got three people and, and one person doesn't turn up that week, it's just the two of you having a bit of a chat. So you need somewhere between three and eight. Uh, six is about the sweet spot. Normally you've got eight if someone can't make it that week then you're down to sort of seven. So somewhere between four and eight with about six being the sweet spot of, of, of a nice sort of dynamic in the group. Mm. So with these groups of up to eight, do you segment them into different industries or different types of businesses? Or do you like to have a mix? I prefer to have a mix, but certainly when people look to run their own masterminds, I, I teach people how to, to connect them together as well. You can definitely have industry related ones. So if somebody wants to to learn from a niche expert and, and run their own mastermind, then that's perfect as well because people want a certain outcome in, within an industry. So for example, if you are looking to, to be uh, social media or specifically sort of Facebook ads, there could be someone that really knows their stuff and will teach the next generation of people that want to learn Facebook ads from them. So there's both. There's, there's definitely industry slash niche groups and then there's the diversity of if you get someone who's a marketer versus someone who's selling a physical product they've got again different experience different ideas and they can come with left field ideas that the online person might not have thought of versus the offline person 
Yeah, it's good to tap into each other's strengths and and help to remove those weaknesses. Now, there's this other side, because you've got that very strong desire to be helping people and helping the community, you also focus on social enterprises as well. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, when I built the platform, I most of the upfront cost was in the tech. And I went, as I said, I went through that 18 months experience. And then I thought about communities from the very start as I was having all these problems. So, well, why don't I give it away? If you've got a social enterprise and, and there are more and more out there, if you look at B Corp and, and this whole sort of movement, there are people that want a for purpose business, not just for profit. And yes, you have to feed your family and yes, it has to, to, to make money. That's not, but it's not the, the whole remit. It's okay. How can we do some more good? So I built into there that if someone has a social enterprise and they're doing a for purpose business, contact me and I'll connect you for free as, as part of my remit to say, okay, let's pay it forward. Let's create that true community. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, and, and certainly helping so many people along the way as well. So you're living and breathing your values, which is really important. And so, okay, when starting up a mastermind, say if someone wanted to do this, what would you say, Ronan, are your top three tips that you would provide for success in this area? One of them is just around, we've got a framework for it. So we tend to take them through a 13-week process of, of shining a light probably on their two key areas that they need to improve on because you can do anything you want, but you can't do everything. And you know, as a small business owner, you're wearing all those sort of hats. You, you're trying to do everything, um, social media, you're trying to, to you said, you know, you, you actually produce your own podcast. You, you do all those bits. But there comes a point where you've got to narrow down a bit and say, okay, well, look, this is the area that I'm, that I'm weakest on. So I try and get people to, to focus on just one or two key things. And, and the reason I do that is I see that so often in small business. I've got a great example, my local gym. Uh, I'm really good on habits and rituals. So I've been going to my local gym for the last eight years. And the guy knows so much about gym that it's everything, what he doesn't know isn't worth knowing. His dad was original sort of strong man. And he doesn't want to do any marketing. He's scared to do it. So he's busy every, every week. He's moving gym equipment around and, and weights and everything. And in the seven years that I've been going there, he's, he's never done any marketing. He talks about it. I, I had a discussion with him probably my first year there, and yet he's never done anything about it. And I only found out last month that he's now closing the gym because he's run it into the ground. He's, been, you know, he's done his 40, 50 hours a week, but he hasn't worked on the one thing that drives his business, which is, which is marketing. Mm, Ronan he needs you you need to get him into the mastermind <laughs> you can't force people so it's one of those things that you it's the the old Bruce Lee thing is that mm. when the when the uh, student is ready the master will appear yes and, that's right and again I, you know a couple of times I mentioned it with him but there are there are people that I wouldn't say um, lack reality or they aren't in touch with the reality but they need to make that decision themselves you can't force it on them mm. but when they do that's when the power of, of help, whether that is coaches, whether that's masterminds, whether that's a mentor, when you actively say, okay, look, uh, I don't know what I don't know. Um, I'm uncomfortable in this area, but I'm, I need to, to learn it. Then, you know, you, you will find that help somewhere. Mm. So first tip is to focus on one to two key things that will help to bring your business forward. The second one is to get help because we all need help because we can't be experts in everything when it comes to running a business and one more top tip one more top tip is just to create a framework of of habits and rituals because we've all got these lofty goals i want to achieve this want to achieve that but it's the habits and the rituals that will get you there 
so the the consistency is is what what we all need as small business owners otherwise we're just adrift and bouncing around from one shiny object to the next mm. so setting setting goals that are smart goals and and creating those rituals that will achieve them yeah i think i mean that really is so important and do you find that with entrepreneurs not i know i'm like this it's so bad is that i love bright shiny objects and i bounce around all over the place because i'm focusing on one thing and i say to myself every single day focus 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 and then suddenly there might be a pop-up and i can't seem to turn off the notifications on my mac because <laughs> I'm, I'm so technically challenged with some things and then there's a pop-up and then i just think oh well i'll just have a quick look for like 30 seconds and an hour later I've gone down this rabbit hole of information which has actually led me nowhere and and I find that this happens so frequently it's a terrible thing you're absolutely right focus on one to two key things and don't let anything distract you because otherwise nothing will get done Exactly. And it's easier said than done. Uh, social media is, is built for us to spend longer on there. It's the same tricks that in casino. I know I worked at casinos. They use the exact same things. The, the randomness, the, the flashing instant message that you, hey, like a, you won something exactly the same as the casinos. So it is, it is getting harder and harder. But yes, focus is, is um, the holy grail, I think, for a lot of people that they're, that they're missing. And and there's no magic bullet to it. You just got to, um, but that's where the the true growth happens when you can sort of stick to your rituals and habits. Yeah, actually, you know, when you actually can focus, it makes such a difference in your productivity levels as well, because it's it's so attractive to try something different that seems really attractive, and then you get that shot of dopamine because you think, oh, that feels really good when I do this or when I learn something new or I try something different. And so, I know whenever I've talked to other entrepreneurs, we all seem to have a similar problem because we're very excitable, we love new things, and we're willing to take a bit of a risk so if it's like oh here's something new have you tried it it might be really good for your business then we just totally go off track that's why people need a mastermind like what you provide ronan so to to actually keep each other on track yes yes exactly and it is the key difference between working in a career versus on your own so people Mm -hmm. tend to leave the corporate world because they often don't like their boss and they think i can do a better job than that so they, they sack the boss they go and work for themselves and unfortunately, it's the exact opposite because you've got um, the KPIs are all in your head. There's no one there to hold you accountable and you are missing that, that kick of the butt. There's no one to report to to say, did you do that at the end of the week? So th- that's the key difference that, that people struggle with the most. They think that there's all this freedom by running your own business. And in fact, it's the exact opposite. You need to be even more disciplined because there is just no one to hold you there for to, to be accountable. Yeah, I, I agree totally. And actually, you have as many bosses as you have clients. So it's not like you don't have a boss anymore. You're still accountable to the clients that you get in. And there's one thing, I don't know if this, this happens to your own, but because I do a lot of work from home as well, when there's something that I know is going to be a little bit tricky or a bit hard, suddenly doing the laundry becomes really attractive. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little bit like that Jim owner can find find an excuse yeah <laughs> no, one of the best terrible. things to do is to try and put that that hard task first and mm. get it done while you've got the most motivation and most energy because if you keep putting off to the afternoon then yes she said you know the laundry suddenly you know that is, is a must do versus the the, the 
the, the hard and most important task. Yeah, I know. You'd rather do the laundry than eat the frog. <laughs> That's another <laughs> saying, isn't it? Okay, so Ronan, if someone wants to find out more about your mastermind groups, uh, where can they find you? Uh, I'm always on LinkedIn. Uh, Ecantability.io is my website. Uh, but yeah, Ronan, the mastermind guy on LinkedIn and Ecantability is the, the mastermind platform that I run. Mm-hmm. And and what I will do is in my show notes on janejacksoncoach.com, I'll have all of the links to Ronan's Twitter and LinkedIn uh, platforms, as well as your website to Ronan. So it'll be easy for people to get in touch with you. Now, what final thoughts would you like to leave with us or leave us with? Uh, the final thought probably is really around, around goal setting and, and, and habits and rituals. And, and if anybody's, I suppose, struggling with wanting to do something, I mean, you now run your own podcast and you admitted that you're a bit of a techno, technophobia. <laughs> so exactly. what, I, what I say to a lot of people is that all your, all your desires are on the other side of your fears. So you're, if there's something stopping you from doing something, you've got to look at that again and say, okay, is this fear, fear real? Is it, is it really real? Is it, do I really want this enough? And if your desire is strong enough, it'll overcome your fear. And if you're struggling with something, you just sit there and say, is this real? Am, am, I, am I really, what's the worst that can happen with that? And I think that, that helps a lot of people to push through that barrier to take their, their business or their leap from, from corporate to entrepreneurship to that, to that next level to say, you know, to start to sort of face your fears. Uh, because there's some amazing world out there, amazing opportunities. And what holds most people back is is their fear of, of the unknown and trying something. Mm, yes, and the fear of failure. And then saying to yourself, I can't. And I like to challenge people to say, well, why don't you just say I can and do it? What is the worst thing that could possibly happen? So, <laughs> so thank you so much, Ronan. I think lots of wise words and some great tips here. And um, I look forward to seeing how, how your mastermind groups grow for social enterprise as well as all entrepreneurs globally. That's fantastic. Thank you for your time today, Ronan. You're welcome. Thanks for having me as a guest, Jane. Okay, bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, look for Your Career Podcast on iTunes and leave a review. And for all the career management support you need to create your dream career, visit janejacksoncoach.com and join my Careers Academy for live career webinars, group coaching, one-on-one coaching support, as well as my online career development courses. Isn't it time you found your dream job? You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode, 
road or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.